Hey, good morning, folks. My name is Rick Tolliver, and this is Freedom Road Unchained podcast. I'm really glad that you could be with us today, and I want to apologize for being late with this. We had a couple of guests lined up uh, over the past uh, two weeks, but uh, life gets in the way sometimes, and we're rescheduling those two special guests. They'll be coming up pretty shortly, and we'll keep you posted on that. Uh, We will definitely try to have at least one new podcast, probably two or three each week. Uh, The last two weeks, we failed to do that, and uh, uh, we, we will try to not let that happen again. All right. Moving on here, uh, I want to share what's been going on in my life the last week or so, and uh, I uh, I will tell you that I uh, I wrote a book. It's called World War Me uh, by Rick Tolliver. It is uh, the story of my life. It's my testimony. And everything that I'm going to share with you today in the next 20 minutes or so uh, uh, can be uh, explained in detail in that book. I'm not necessarily trying to sell the book, but I think that it would bless your heart. Uh, I know that it would. It has uh, accomplished so much in a short time. And uh, it's not about me. It's all about the Lord Jesus Christ and his mercy and power and love that changes everything. Uh, and you can get that book at Amazon or, or uh, Apple, wherever fine books are sold, as they say. <laughs> so, okay, I want to I talk about some of that stuff this morning that I've learned the hard way, that I have paid huge prices uh, by committing sins and uh, hurting people through my own self-centeredness. And because I didn't get my way often, uh, that's the reality of it. Uh, I uh, I want to share with you first of all about an event that I attended recently, and uh, it is a men's weekend encounter. We'll call it. Uh, this is uh, one of the smaller ones. It's a great great group. Uh, a little bit under 100 men participated. It's a uh, two-day event. Typically, they start like ours started on Friday evening and concluded on Sunday afternoon. Uh, It is all about men getting together and discipling other men. Uh, Typically, there are two classes of participants. There are the guests and the servers. Servers are men who have been to similar programs and have uh, embraced the teaching and the truth and have applied that to their lives, and now they're in a, in a position to give it away. Uh, make no mistake about it, there's no power from the flesh or the world. These men know that all power comes from God, and uh, they're men of God. They're men of truth and purpose, converted, changed by the power of God's word and the love of Jesus Christ. 
and the implementation of the Holy Spirit within us, which we're going to talk about a little bit more in just a little bit. So uh, I want to briefly tell you that the name of this group was All In All In Ministries. You can find out some more information at allinministries.info. Our weekend gathering is not called a retreat because real men do not retreat. They charge. So this is a charge. And uh, we, uh, we believe that it is from God, for God, for the, for the betterment of men. And ladies, I, I want to tell you that I'm going to be talking about men here, of course, and, and, uh, but I, I should strongly suggest that wives and girlfriends uh, significant others, uh, special ladies in the, in the lives of men, I suggest that you check this out a little bit and that you you do your best to persuade uh, men to go to this because it will certainly enrich your relationship. It will transform it. It may save it if it's in trouble. It will bless you uh, through and through. So it's in your best interest, and I'm going to be telling you why. So uh, I'll do my best to share to the men for the ladies, if that makes sense. Uh, that's pretty good. Uh, so I'm going to be sharing to the men for the ladies, but obviously it's for the men as well. And the children, my goodness. Innocent babies who have no choice but to be caught in the middle of tense, unhappy, pitiful relationships also can be greatly blessed by parents who give love. Love without demand, love without works, but God's love. So, The charge will be coming up again. We'll have one uh, late in July. We'll have another in October this year. They're all held in central Missouri at the Lake of the Ozarks at a fantastic location. Uh, again, to get information about that, you go to allinministries.info. And... Uh, I want to tell you just a little bit. Oh, there is another wonderful, fantastic group that I'm going to be attending as well. Uh, this one is larger. They have numerous meetings throughout the year. Uh, they also have specific programs for ladies, and they have particular programs for marriage encounters, uh, and one or two just for celebrating what God is doing in their lives. This one is called Men's Encounter, and uh, you can find out all the information that you need at mensencounterministry.org. And I'll repeat that. It's mensencounterministry.org. Uh, the next uh, men's gathering will be uh, about the middle of May, I believe, and I certainly will be there. I encourage you to also check it out. This one is held uh, in southern Missouri, uh, I think in uh, Lebanon area. 
about a half hour east of Springfield. Uh, whatever the inconveniences are to get to these meetings, uh, it is it is well worth the effort and the cost. It doesn't cost much. So check it out, please. All right. So let me just share with you briefly what we were involved in in this last meeting just a week or two ago uh, at the men's charge in central Missouri. Uh, again, you have two groups of men attending servers who intend to intentionally serve the guest. The guests are first-time attendees. Servers have been before, so they have graduated from a position of receiving to a position of giving. We, uh, we are very in tune with God's Spirit, and we are looking on purpose to share with these men the truth and power that has set us free from our bondage in areas of relationships, marriages, parenthood, and other other relationship issues. There's only one way that we can have a successful marriage or relationship with others, and that is by following God's instructions. I have said to many over the years that everything that we ever need to know is explained to us simply yet profoundly in the Holy Bible. God didn't write the Bible for himself. He wrote it for us. And so detailed instruction is given on how to be a content, loving individual living the kind of life that God intends for us to live, receiving the gifts of God himself and not struggling and being overwhelmed by the powers of this world, but rather being set free and staying free one day at a time by the powers of God's world. And God is still in charge uh, of this world as well. However, he has temporarily given it over to the devil uh, because sin, uh, sin is pervasive and has, and has pretty much taken us all down. So we have to be saved. That is a correct term to help us be freed from our, our bondage, our chains, of which we cannot free ourselves. Man has no power whatsoever. The flesh is totally corrupt. And if that's all we have going for us, it's not going to work. So before I start preaching, let me let me get on here with uh, I want to talk about the two primary concerns that men have that come to the men's Christian gatherings. Number one is relationship issues. A good half of the first time attendees, the guests are having relationship issues with their wives, their children, or their girlfriends, their significant others, uh, in a one-on-one -on -one type relationship, but that affects many others as well, particularly children. So 
men are confused, men are unhappy, men are ready to listen because they have tried everything else pretty much, and they have found themselves to be lacking in regard to change and unhappy marriage into a happy marriage. It gets worse usually before it gets better. Uh, the divorce rate in this country of ours is about 60% now, and that includes church people, Christians. 60% of the marriages ended up in divorce, pain, regrets, confusion, and it's all unnecessary. I myself have been divorced twice. I'm in my third marriage, my final marriage. I've been married to my precious wife for 25 years, and uh, God has given me the uh, ability to accept his will and his instruction, his love, finally into my life, and it is the cornerstone of our marriage, and therefore it shall hold up. Wish I had known it many years ago. Wish I had been different many years ago, but wishing doesn't make it so. We have regrets. We have pain in our hearts. But we have to continue on for a lot of healthy reasons. Uh, the first being our own sanity, our own well-being. God doesn't want us to be feeling sorry for ourselves to the point of uh, incapacitation. Well, I think I just made that word up to the point of being incapacitated. So uh, this relationship issue is is serious. Uh, men that come to these men's gatherings, these Christian men's gatherings, are searching for answers. They want to hear some encouraging guidance and promises of others that have succeeded in this same situation to become free and to be given a second chance in their marriage. They want to hear that. They're searching. Many have hard hearts. Many are broken men. But with a little bit of hope. So we have meetings every day. Pretty much from sunup to sundown, well, past sundown, into the night. We have wonderful meals together. We have fellowship. But the meetings are constructed to be powerful, impactful, to give hope and promise from those that have already been set free. We will have uh, what we call breakout sessions where Vital issues are discussed from the Bible's perspective, like how to be a good husband, how to be a good father, how to be a good neighbor, how to have a relationship with your parents, with your siblings. So, so many lives are affected by our attitude and our performance, honestly. But the most precious of all is to be the husband and father that God intended for us to be. 
the Bible describes very simply what a uh, marriage should look like. And I realize it's a little controversial, but uh, the Bible is entirely controversial if you're a person of the world. <coughs> you won't understand it. You probably won't begin to consider devotion to it without the power of God. And that's what the Bible teaches. In our natural self, in our flesh, we won't get it. We can't get it. We don't want to get it. We want to be our own gods, the masters of our own ships, and we aren't interested in God's, uh, God's directions. So we have to be changed, and we're going to get to that pretty soon here. Uh, let me find my scripture. Please bear with me for just a moment. Uh, in uh, in uh, <laughs> oh boy, hang on just a second here. Ephesians, Ephesians, no, that's not right. I'm going to be talking back and forth here between Ephesians and Galatians, uh, letters written by Paul to churches during Paul's time. Paul was a mighty man of God. He wrote about two-thirds of the New Testament of the Bible. Prior to that, he was an enemy of God, an enemy of the Christian church. God can take the most awful people and convert them to his to his kingdom, to his love, to his promises, to his salvation. So um, bear with me just a moment. Ephesians chapter 5, verses 22 through 33, okay? It begins like this, and it's a little bit abrasive for ladies, but ladies, stick with me, okay? Hang in there. In verse 22, it says, Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is head of the wife, as also Christ is head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her, that he might sanctify and cleanse her, with the washing of water by the word, that he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. So husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as the Lord does the church. For we are members of his body or of his flesh and of his bones. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, let each one of us, each one of you in particular, so love his own wife as himself, and let the wife see that she respects her husband. All right, 
basically, my summary is that if a man on purpose chooses to to love and honor his wife as Jesus loves his bride, the church, if we're willing to die for our bride, and she knows it, if we're willing to willing to devote our lives to her, hold her in the utmost admiration at all times, no matter what, if we choose to love her as we love our own selves, it will be a fantastic marriage. Any wife, any woman that I know and have known throughout my life, which is getting to be a pretty long life now, such a woman married to such a man would be glad to submit to that man, would be glad to trust that man. Women are made to need uh, uh, assistance by a man. They have a built-in need. A man has a built-in authoritarian uh, 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 drive. And so God made them to need each other. And, and God made the man, the stronger one, typically, to be the leader of the relationship. You cannot have co-leaders. This is a big problem in our world today. The man and the woman competing to have their own way in their marriage uh, has gotten to be very, very common. It's uncommon to see a biblical marriage, and that's our problem. We have allowed marriage to become not a wonderful, anointed, blessed union, but rather a struggle, hatred, self-centeredness, self-serving, total, total confusion, trying to fix things ourselves that we can't fix ourselves. God says, what are you doing? Try my way. It's guaranteed to work for I, I will be right in the middle of it. But a marriage that is, that is off track, that is corrupted, that is sinful, that is part of the world, God's not going to fix that marriage until people come to him honestly, openly, seeking his healing through his love. I have a lot more to say about this. We're going to talk about the number two problem next, which is lust. Men are overwhelmed and beat down and, and uh, taken hostage by the devil in the world because of lust and pornography. So we're going to talk about that next time. I'm going to stop right here. So we'll call this part one of, uh, of uh, something. I guess I'm going to call this What's Up, Men? So this is part one of What's Up, Men? And very soon, I'll share with you part two. God bless you. Easy does it.